He says, now your first priority, seek ye first, not second, third, and fifth. Seek ye first. God is not taking any chance regarding our priorities. He's telling you what your priorities must be. He says, you want to succeed? Seek ye first. You want to be considered wise? Seek ye first. You are watching Kingdom Insight Television Network, KITV, inspiring you to grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory. If you have been impacted by this network, send us your testimony at info at kitvnetwork.com. Keep watching your inspirational network. What is it that you, that you are trying to run away from that one priority that needs to be fixed and you're chasing relentlessly all the other priorities and you're thinking, I can get by without that first one. That's all right. I don't have to, I don't have to fix the first one. Well, the vehicle is going to go up for a little while, but after a while, it's going to slip out. The jack will slip out. And you have to start all over again. And maybe at that time, you'll be too old or too sick. Fix it when you can. Fix the priorities while you can. Is anybody listening? This is why the Apostle Paul suggests to us also in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 to 19. He says, fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. He's helping us to understand our priority. He says, now your first priority. Seek ye first, not second, third, and fifth. Seek ye first. God is not taking any chance regarding our priorities. He's telling you what your priorities must be. He says, you want to succeed? Seek ye first. You want to be considered wise? Seek ye first. God is telling us how to ensure that we are laying up treasures in the right place. God is trying to help us to understand how you can succeed, real succeed in life. What kind? There is, there's no real success if you are destroying the very foundation for the next generation. Are you listening? Ge real success is generational. Real wealth is generational. Real legacy is generational. You read the Old Testament, there is always a deliberate effort to establish a generational legacy. And he is the father of one, two, three, four generations. He lists their names. What kind of a priorities are we setting up and establishing when it's really damaging the very foundation for the next generation. I told a, a gentleman one time, says, we were talking about the old issue of, you know, trying to challenge our children. And I said, it is iniquitous and evil to cast a vision for your son and not position yourself 
to ensure that you are creating an environment in which that vision can materialize. And he was a little concerned, and I said, let me break it down for you. It's like telling you train someone to be a pilot, they get all excited and when they get the license, then you don't take time to build an airstrip for them to take off on. They live the rest of their lives frustrated because you have positioned them without empowering them to do anything with that. What am I talking about? Now we have a responsibility to ensure that the legacy, the real legacy we are building, right now you are building a legacy. Right now I am building a legacy. Whether we realize it or not, you are all creating a legacy right now that will be passed on to someone. Whether you are intentional or not, you are creating a legacy. Whether you are aware of it or not, you are creating a legacy. You can go to bed tonight and decide you are going to sleep until tomorrow night. You are not going back to your work. You are creating a legacy with that decision. Are you hearing? Every decision you make is impacting on a legacy. It therefore means that we have to be intentional about the eternal priorities. Because what we pass on to the next generation must have some eternal value. Anybody here? There are choices that may lead to short-term happiness. I'm going to quit here. Probably pick this up another time. There are some choices that will lead to short-term happiness. Some, some years ago, and this one is a true story also. This is my last story for the morning. You can trust my word. This is my last story for the day. There were two, two uh, steamboats, actually, on the uh, left Memphis. They were traveling up the Mississippi River on their way to New Orleans. And so as they traveled side by side, you know, young, so young sailors, always adventurous, as they were traveling side by side, going up the Mississippi River, some of the soldiers in one of the steamship began to shout out to the others. And before, you know, you know what happens when you have lots of testosterones and eventually... A race started between the two uh, steamships. Competition became vicious as they roared through the deep south. One after a while, one of the boats began to fall back. And they realized that the reason they were falling back, they didn't have enough power in the engine. And so it was, of course, a steamship, so you had to keep throwing fuel in. One of the young sailors had a bright idea that some of the cargo they had was burning really well, and so they began to throw the cargo into the boiler room, and so they picked up speed. In just a matter of time, very quickly, they overtook the other steamship. They were having a blast. They won the race, but they lost their valuable cargo. What valuable cargo are you losing right now? while you're chasing down some race, some priority, some vision, some passion, some dream in your life. How many children and their future being mortgaged? Spouse, happiness being mortgaged. 
because somebody is desperately chasing a dream fueling your dreams with a valuable cargo that God has given to you it's not worth it you know my interpretation of that scripture in the book of uh, uh, first, uh, Joshua 1 8 it is subject also to exegetical interpretation that may nece not necessarily confirm that my interpretation is accurate but I do believe that if we were to use some form of subjective theology that there is some truth in that interpretation which is uh, the scripture says in Joshua 1 8 that if you observe to do whatsoever I have commanded you then you shall make your way su successful and you shall have good success then you shall make your way prosperous sorry and you shall have good success and I want to suggest to you that the, re the use of that term good success would imply that there is bad success bad success is success that one person achieves at the expense and the injury of others Bad success is success that you achieve through immoral, illegal acts. For you can succeed, but succeed illegally, immorally. You can succeed and lose your family. You can succeed and lose your health. That's not good success. Anyone listening? I want you to consider today as we celebrate family this weekend and this period we have identified in this spirit of the feast for the next two months February and March we are going to be looking at faith family and finances You're talking about family life and even as we celebrate family and tomorrow is family day here in Canada I want us to really consider the priorities that we have established in our own lives. One of the things we pray about, my family and I, my wife and I, is about our children's eternal security. They are grown men. Well, the old one is grown, the, young, the other one is still a teenager. But they're going to make choices. And we will not be there to guide those choices and influence those choices. And for them to make choices that will end them up in hell. Even if they work hard and achieve a PhD in life. To end up in hell is a tragedy. And so we pray about their eternal security more than anything else. About their salvation. Why am I sharing that with you? Because even as we consider family, I want you to be mindful in this season about the values you are setting for your family, the priorities you are establishing for your family. Ensure your children get a good education. Ensure your children are well-rounded in development, sports and music and all the other things that we give our children these days. But never let it be at the expense of their eternal security. Never let it be at the expense of their knowledge of Christ and their relationship with God. 
in conclusion i've always found the text in revelation that talks about the fact that he shall wipe all tears from their eyes that when we come to the final judgment of the works of man and an assessment is done of all of our priorities and all of the investments we have made and all of the time we have spent on this planet that the sad stark reality will be that many of us will stand in a place of eternal security and watch people we love go off into eternal damnation that's the reality parents separated from their children husbands separated from their wives people that we share our lives with go off into a place of eternal punishment I don't know about you but I love my family enough I love my wife and my boys enough to not want ever there to be a reality that we are separated in eternity and they're born in hell or I born in hell God forbid those decisions are not made when you stand before God those decisions are made right now those priorities are established right now and just in case you did not know there is a deliberate diabolic concerted demonic effort to destroy everything that is righteous and right and godly including your family the devil not playing y'all he's not playing he's out to destroy everything that honors and glorifies God and I can tell you that a Christian family is number one up there on his hit list we can't afford to be casual about our salvation we can't afford to be casual about the destiny of our family we can't afford to be casual about our relationship with God because if you are casual about those things you will end up a casualty with your head bowed your eyes closed father I ask today that we would not win the race whether it be a race of popularity or a race of wealth or a race whatever it is we are chasing after I pray that we will not win the race and lose the value of a cargo or lives help us to fix our priorities today father each of us every husband every wife every parent every believer help us to fix our priorities today 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 that we can truly hear at the end of this well done good and faithful servant enter in the joy of the Lord for every 
individual that's struggling with making you their priority. Awaken them today to the consciousness of the folly of their ways. And the fact that your word did say it's, that there's a way that seem it right. But the end of those ways are death and destruction. Awaken some person to the consciousness today that without you they are hopelessly lost. Oh God. I pray that you will restore what's happening in families today. Restore broken relationships between husbands and wives and parents and children. Restore, Father, restore. Restore homes, restore marriages, restore families. In the name of Jesus. And for those who will become nonchalant and indifferent and callous about the disintegration of their own family. Those who have moved on emotionally and mentally even the, while the family is falling apart, I pray today you would shake them up and wake them up to the realization and the reality of what's happening in their own home. That we will not flirt with the devil. We will not flirt with the spirit of death and destruction in our homes. But we'll be militant and vigilant and fight every spirit that has invaded our space, our home, our families, our marriage. We will fight against every demonic spirit that has been sent on assignment to steal our children from us and to steal our spouse from us. In the name of Jesus. We will be relentless in our pursuit of the eternal security of our house. Now we can truly agree with Joshua and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you today. That broken relationships will be healed in this hour. Stand with me please. Broken marriages will be restored in this hour. Fragmented and fractured relationships between parents and their children will be restored in this hour. In the name of Jesus. Oh God. I pray that you would have your way even now. In Jesus' name, I feel compelled of the Holy Spirit to do this, and I must do this. If you are here today, and I'm convinced that, uh, that the Lord has spoken to us. If you're here today and you know that God is not the first priority of your life. Yeah, 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 you say it with your mouth, but your life reveals the true content of your heart. Your living reveals where your priorities are. Next week, God's willing, we'll talk about, well, hopefully, not sure if we'll get to that. But whenever we pick this up again, we're going to talk about how we are able to determine and know and judge what our real priorities are. But if you are in this house today and you have not submitted to Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, you have not made him ruler of your heart, you not submitted your life to Jesus Christ. I caution you today, don't leave this place without giving your life to Jesus. If you have considered and you have concluded in your consideration that the first button is off, Today I want to offer you an invitation to come to these altars 
and to fix that first button in your life so that the rest of your life can line up don't frustrate your life there's some things you can't fix with your education with your connection with your good looks with all of that going on some things you can't fix only God can put it in order when the priority is in place and so if you are here today and you've not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and this invitation is offered to you right now and you make a decision that you will not accept this invitation before God and before these witnesses I rest so father I thank you today that your word is spoken and it shall not return void have mercy upon such a one who hears an invitation and refuses the outstretched hand of Jesus Christ the Son of God have mercy